right, so uh, I'm here with uh, Mr. Mark Longpike Piper, one of my uh, colleagues here at Lateral Security in uh, New Zealand. And um, a lot of what we do these days is uh, hacking web applications. And one of the, the tools in our, um, in our arsenal is the web application proxy. So we thought we'd get together today and uh, have a bit of a chat about the, the web app proxies that we use and what we like about them and what we don't. Um, so I thought uh, first we'd start up with a quick uh, kind of run through of, uh, of the sort of tools that you use day to day. So Mark, like, uh, what's, the, what's your web proxy of choice these days? Uh, Web Scarab, which I've been using for years, but I also do a lot of work with uh, Burp Proxy, which is written by uh, a guy from NGS Software, and he also wrote a book called Web Application Hacking, I think, something like that. So the, um, I mean, these days, I suppose, yeah, I'm uh, using Burp as well um, as my kind of standard tool, having uh, kind of used Web Scarab for a number of years. The um, Some of the older tools uh, that people may recognize, uh, At State Proxy and Paros, were uh, two fairly... Um, Early examples of web application proxies, uh, and of course the classic Spike proxy from uh, Dave Atel uh, over at Immunity um, is uh, something a lot of people may have uh, bust web applications with in the past. So, the um, what do you look for in a, in a web proxy? What are the uh, important features? Um, well, when you're doing a web application test, one of the main um, important things is the workflow. So. Um, when I look at my utilities, I have a look at the different stages that I do during the test, which include uh, s- sort of spidering and information gathering aspects of the site, um, actively attacking, and also just more sort of when you're doing really non-standard complex things, whether or not the proxy will handle it. Um, so generally, I'm having a look at the spidering capabilities, the recording capabilities, the ability to either actively or passively intercept the traffic um, with with changes. Um, So actively means that you'll actually intercept the request from the browser prior to it going to the web server and then being able to modify the request easily rather than having to jump through a few hoops and then fire it through. Also, sort of session analysis is important because obviously a lot of the applications nowadays are well aware that you require authentication in order to achieve the badness or goodness, as they say. Um, so authentication testing is, is pretty key to it as well. So session analysis is, is kind of high up on the list. But also stability. There is nothing worse than when you're about to pop shell on a internet banking site, for example, and then your browser crashes because the uh, proxies decided to crash out as well. So stability goes a long way. So yeah, the um, certainly Web Scarab uh, has been a, a workhorse for the industry for a number of years, and um, one of the things I found uh, very useful about Web Scarab is the uh, the Bean Shell interface that allows you to script uh, the behavior at runtime. You know, sometimes you need to perform a request modification that you can't easily do through the GUI, um, and I haven't really seen any other tools other than Web Scarab that provide that level of programmability, short of just you know busting out Python and writing it yourself, which I have done on a number of occasions, uh, as you probably imagine. Uh, do you find that um, any other proxies have that kind of capability? Is that something you use in WebScarab? Uh, it is something I use in WebScarab, and it's not something that I've seen in the, uh, any other proxies. Um, Burp, for example, is a really um, – Burp Professional has a really good um, intruder and um, scanner, and when I wanted to modify that, I found that I had to do quite a convoluted sort of crazy jump-through-hoops sort of deal, whereas uh, in WebScarab I could make the exact same request in BeanShell in about – I think it took about 12 lines of code. So, um, and none of the other ones that I've seen in the newer generation of tools have advanced scripting capabilities either, so. Yeah, I mean, I've certainly found, uh, you know, that working with Burp is, is quite pleasurable. Like, the, the workflow aspect is very good, and the, uh, the scanner in the professional version is a very handy tool uh, when you're working on, on fairly large sites. But, yes, the intruder does seem a little kind of convoluted, um, and it can be quite difficult to come up with uh, the sort of, you know, custom craziness that you often need uh, to bust things apart. 
Now, you alluded that there is a sort of a newer generation of tools coming out. Um, what, do you, what do you kind of mean by that? Uh, there seems to be, since WebScarab got released and to an extent Burt Proxy, um, every security house on the planet wants to release their own web intercept proxy. Um, some of the newer ones include CAT, um, which is from Context IT in the UK, which has a couple of cool features, but for the most part doesn't really seem to add value. And Microsoft also, uh, a few years ago, released Fiddler, which was written by a Microsoft tester, um, which they tout as a web debugging tool, but it is effectively a web interception proxy. There is also another one, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, which touts um, a lot better sort of JavaScript-y stuff. Um, but none of them really seem to, to live up to what the old school was doing. I mean, even Spike has features that these, these proxies don't. So. Yeah, so when I had a, a quick play with uh, CAT, the, uh, the context application tool, um, a bit earlier on uh, in the week, um, and one of the features that uh, it advertises that I think is, is, is new and quite interesting and that I haven't seen in any other tools uh, is this kind of concept of uh, cross-privilege uh, browsing. Uh, so where you have um, uh, two sessions active to the site uh, with different levels of privilege, typically one as an administrator and one as a low-privileged user, uh, and you can browse the site uh, via the proxy uh, using the high-privileged credentials, and, and then the proxy will browse along using the low-privileged credentials uh, and try and identify places where the developers have missed out the uh, privilege checking or the credential checking on the uh, lower-privileged account. Now, this is um, something that I think is you know is quite an innovation. It's a it's a good idea, and uh, um, you know something that you know and pretty much all the web hackers I know um, who've seen it go, hey, wow, that that's yeah, I actually you know, now now that you mention it, that is what I want. Um, and so I gave it a try because, you know, it sounds like something that would be handy. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't really work very well. Um, you know, I found, um, I found the interface pretty, pretty clunky and the amount of, uh, sort of, you know, manhandling of the requests that you had to do anyway, you know, you, you probably could do it faster in WebScarab or even, um, in Burp by hand. Um, so I was a bit disappointed by that, but I think it's a, a feature that we might see implemented in Burp, um, you know, Burp being a commercial product under active development. Certainly more active than say uh, WebScarab is these days. Um, you know, it, it's probably something we will see um, turn up in some of the other tools. Yeah, well, business business logic testing, as we call it, is pretty much becoming key to a lot of applications now, where the lower hanging fruit, such as um, script or command or database injection, no longer exists. Um, but your one one thing comment you just made about the uh, cat interface being quite clunky is my experience with it as well um, but in saying that my hash is off for the innovation on it um, like it was a, a fairly um, good attempt to do it. I think it's the first one that I've seen as well so but a large I mean a large chunk of it is just the ability to when you're embedded in hacking an application the the amount that you want to click less to malform your requests and a lot of them unfortunately and this is this is my personal experience with burp is i think i have to experience more clicks in order to to intercept and modify the request and when it comes to business logic testing though as well the the idea of privilege separation is um i i'm not to the point where i'd really trust that to a tool yet um, it's too easy to miss, I think, if you too many variables in a request that you want to modify and, and check out. 
Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because you know people are um, picking up uh, web application scanning tools in the security marketplace these days, and then these things are uh, being marketed to people as as tools to carry out you know web application penetration testing. But as you you know as you say, business logic really is one of the key elements of web testing these days, and that's something that you can't really automate with a scanner uh, unless you can explain the business logic uh, to it. And, and let's face it, if you could explain business logic to a scanner, well, you could explain business logic to the damn web application to start with, and it wouldn't f- it up. Uh, so the um, you know there are a number of features that we're seeing turn up in these web application scanners that uh, would also be useful uh, in a proxy. And one of them, one of the big ones, of course, is uh, having your tool be able to understand the um, the document object model in the browser and uh, understand uh, how JavaScript is evaluated in the browser and how these two things interact, which is you know, pretty important for manipulating AJAX applications. And as we shift uh, processing and logic out towards the client, sometimes tracking the app, app tracking the JavaScript uh, and the way it's uh, interacting with the browser, you know, becomes very important. And I haven't really seen any web app proxies that purport to do um, any kind of interaction with the um, with the browser or with the JavaScript engine. Whereas, say, the NetSparker uh, web app scanner claims to be able to do uh, AJAX sort of emulation. Um, although it's much the same problem, I guess, as we've had in, in intrusion detection, in that uh, you know, if we try and implement that much logic. In the middle of the network, we're inevitably going to screw it up. Um, is this something you found a, a problem in, in, in your proxy tools? Yeah, one of my main gripes with all proxy tools is the ability to handle the fact that sites include so many third parties now. Um, so it's unusual for me to look at the front page of a website that doesn't have calls off to at least four or five different domains or um, companies or back-end services or sort of, you know, these strange, crazy plug-and-play solutions that people use within their web applications now, especially for the likes of authentication and session tracking um, that go on. So the other main the main problem is uh, as, as we move forward with web applications, people have this concept of fancy URLs, and they really love the fact that the URLs are clean and the web servers are rewriting them. And webs, web proxies aren't really the greatest at dealing with clean URL structures or spidering or understanding the new URL structures that we're seeing within web applications. So the newer Web 2.0 stuff is more difficult to use than any of the sort of web application proxies that I've used. Yeah, certainly my uh, experience has been that spidering these days as a, as a tool uh, for web application assessment is basically dead. I mean, on any modern Web 2.0 site, like that, the ability of your tool to be able to spider it in any meaningful way uh, and give you data that you wouldn't, you know, that you can't otherwise figure just by looking at the structure of the URLs is, you know, not particularly good. Um, and uh, you know, more often than not, these days I don't bother running the spider because it just runs away and ends up making 800 million requests while I'm off having lunch, uh, and then the web server dies and everyone gets sad. Um, so yeah, spidering is uh, you know sadly not that useful anymore. Content discovery, on the other hand, uh, is something that um, you know is still very useful, and it's um, you know Burp is not spectacular at it. Um, WebScarab has traditionally been a bit weak out of the box. So if you you know customize it and start building uh, your own dictionaries of things to look for, then it becomes more powerful. What do you what do you prefer for doing uh, content discovery? Content discovery, I definitely run Burp or. Even just some of the, the newer tools that aren't really truly interception proxies like uh, Skipfish or, or Rap Proxy, those sort of um, command line tools. To be honest, most of the content discovery I do, I do outside of my proxy. So Durbuster from OWASP is a classic example of point it, click it, run it, walk away, come back and then analyze the results. But the difficult one is also now is um, being able to interpret 
the page that's returned from the web application is there used to be a time where you could have a look at the source code of a of a returned page quite easily and have a look at the HTML and analyze it and be like, yep, it's doing A, B, and C. And nowadays, some of the source that comes back from the web server can take hours to actually analyze and fully understand how it's tied together with their number of includes. Um, and so there really is a large gap, um, as I was saying before, between the newer web applications and all web inception proxies um, for that sort of dynamic new content. Yeah, gone are the days where we can just uh, look at the response codes. <laughs> yeah, a proxy that has a, a, an easy way of marking uh, which pages are error responses and which pages are non-standard errors and which ones are actual content or, or default pages, yeah, that's um, you know something that uh, is not particularly easy to do. And I don't think any of the proxies really provide a good interface for you know writing uh, custom rules for each project to say uh, you know this is an error page and this isn't. Uh, no, you just basically have to analyze the length of the summary as it comes through and then work out that, like, you know, if it's 475 bytes, chances are it's a 404 page and just group, group them that way. Yeah, one of the things I, um, I really like about Burp and that I don't think I've really seen, uh, in any of the other proxies is, uh, the scope defining area of Burp. Being able to, as you, as you suggested earlier on, um, a great many of the websites we look at have lots of third party content pulled in JavaScript and Google Urchin Tracker and all that kind of, uh, all that kind of crap. Um, and one of the things that's, uh, you know, is obviously very important is that we don't go off trying to hack Google's JavaScript serving boxes uh, when we're in the middle of, you know, testing some uh, bank's internet banking or something. Not that they would use Google Urgent Tracker on their, uh, on their internet banking, would they now? I'm not aware of any customers that would be uh, foolish enough to do that. Certainly no, none of them would do that. Um, <clears throat> cough, cough. So one of the interesting things about the scope, um, as you're just alluding to, is the difference in the generations of tools. So Burp has very much been written by a consultant for consulting tasks in a time where scope is uh, sort of very important, as you say, so you're not off hacking Google's Userlytics engine, um, whereas WebScarab seems to be of a generation where anything that came through your browser was pretty much go, like, you know. Um, so there is um, – and and – the way that that burps structured is definitely visible of that. It's, it's part of a workflow that you'd expect to see for someone who tests web applications for a living on day in, day out as a job. Yeah, it's certainly something I found very handy, you know, as we do do it for a living, you know, versus, say, Spike Proxy, which, I mean, you know, you let that thing go, it's likely to hack everything that uh, that comes your way, even if it's not so good at, uh, at web applications these days. But if you find a CGI written in C, then, um, you know, Spike Proxy still does the job pretty good there. Spike Proxy is brilliant for uh, taking it back old school. I find myself every couple of months giving it a crack again just to get that feeling of the uh, the, the HTML generated by Python and lovely CSS doll sheets by Dave. But That man sure can design a user interface, huh? <laughs> One of the, the features that I really like that I've been seeing lately um, along the lines of, of the the, the proxies is the ability for third-party tools to be able to take session data from your interception session and then be able to use them. Um, and I haven't seen anything that currently uses um, the sort of the cat, the fiddler, the, the, the burp-style saved sessions. But um, there are a number of tools now, including SQL Map, which you can pass a WebScarab saved session directory to that will actually then go off and examine it for SQL injection. So um, I think one of the main features that we'll see coming out on Web Interception Proxies is definitely related to tools integration. Yeah, but I think that, you know, there's some kind of standardized format for uh, proxy intercept logs that you know, stores the original request, stores the modified request, uh, and the responses would be, be something that would be kind of handy and um, you know maybe the... The web app tools developers will um, 
we'll arrive at some kind of you know horrific XML structure that's impossible to parse by hand um, that we could use for that sort of thing. Um, I suppose given that both uh, you know Burp and WebScribe, the main tools are written in Java, there uh, those guys are all down with with lots of you know overwrought XML. And so um, you know what uh, what else is on your on your wish list for uh, for web app proxy features? You know if you were gonna pay some uh, crazy developer to write one for you, uh, you know, what, would, what would you be looking uh, over and above what you can get with uh, Burp and WebScarab? Uh, speed and stability. I haven't come across an uh, interception proxy yet that I haven't been able to just randomly crash on occasion or that slows down the longer that I'm involved in a session, obviously because of the memory usage isn't that great within Java, for example, um, unless you do it properly. Um, but no, speed and stability, because the other things that truly slow down my testing is, is when I've got an unreliable tool. Yeah, well, that's, um, you know, certainly I think uh, Burp is a bit of an improvement over WebScarab uh, from my experience. Um, you know, at least the SSL interception seems pretty reliable these days, finally. Um, but yeah, the, the Java memory block does get to get pretty rough. And, um, you know, of the, the .NET tools that I've tried, like CAT, and some of the other uh, you know private private web application uh, hacking tools that are around, um, you know, none of them seem to uh, scale up. I guess to the kind of uh, page sizes and uh, you know complexity of sites um, that we're seeing. And I think um, you know none of the proxies really do a great job of handling the level of complexity of, of modern web applications. You know, and the the innovations we're seeing, say say in CAT, um, you know, I think are a good way forward. But um, you know, there's still plenty of work to be done there in uh, in making these tools. Uh, the best that they could possibly be and, um, something that we would actually enjoy using all day every day uh, instead of cussing and swearing at um. alright Mark well thanks very much for your time um, it's been, a, been an interesting chat and uh, I guess we should probably get back to our web applications slaving over our hot proxies uh, trying to crank out the root shells so yeah thanks very much man no worries no worries